Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. On this Bad Beats episode, we will explore the human side of real estate investing with a seasoned pro about to make the legendary worst deal of their life. A deal isn't just the investment, it is also the person. Stay with us and learn what it takes to be the best investor. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith. I'm the founder of Royal Legal Solutions, a longtime real estate investor and asset protection attorney. Um, I'm here with my good friend, John, today. We're going to be talking about some exciting insider secrets that it comes to real estate investing, some good uh, on to help us make money and some lessons in here to help us uh, avoid losing uh, money as well. John, thanks for coming on the show today. And um, for anybody that doesn't have a, a good background of, of who you are, what they need to know about you coming into the deal we're going to talk about today, um, what can you share with us to kind of help set the stage? Well, first off, thank you for having me. And uh, a little bit of background about what we've done. You know, we've probably over the past, uh, well, seriously, since the about 2000, 2001 is when we really got serious about real estate. Um, uh, we've done well over 3,000 deals uh, with none of our own money, none of our own credit, and we've done everything. You know, we've done everything from uh, wholesaling to fix and flip to short sales, uh, you name it, we've done it. You know, notes, paper, whatever, uh, we've done it all. I originally started doing real estate way back, 1978 is my first deal I did, and uh, Made about 14000 that year on that deal, and I shelved it for 10 years. Didn't do anything because life got in the way. And then another 10 years later, I did another deal, a uh, very similar type deal, and made about 15000 on that one, and shelved it for another 10 years until about the 2000s came around. And that's when uh, we started to really get serious about it because uh, I wanted to get out of my J-O-B and... Uh, got real, real serious and, and made it work. Yeah, but you have to, that's what you've got to do with this business. You just can't, you know, uh, write a check to somebody today and expect a bigger check tomorrow because uh, it actually does take some work. Uh, it's not a get rich quick kind of a business uh, overnight. Can it happen that way? Sure, but not always. So we've done a lot of deals. Uh, what we have learned that has really helped us in the business, though, is you have to be able to adapt to the market. You know, uh, we've been through several cycles now, and we just came out of a real big one here uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, that, you know, we knew there was a correction coming, but we didn't know that the bottom was actually going to fall out. And uh, we live uh, in southwest Florida. The only place that got hit harder than us uh, was Vegas, and uh, it was bad. Uh, and we had to adapt real quick, almost overnight. I mean, uh, we were in the process of doing 14 spec homes at the time. Um, most of them were about a half a million dollars on up to uh, $1.4 million build. And uh, we went into those deals with 13 exit strategies. And in a matter of 10 days, every exit strategy disappeared. Wow. Uh, so you wanna, wanna talk a little bit about hurt? <laughs> that hurt a little bit. But you know, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you learn. 
you know, we always like to say we either win or we, or we learn. Uh, we don't lose. Uh, so we learned from that what not to do. And uh, we also learned that, uh, you know, we had been doing short sales for probably 10 years up to that point. And all of a sudden, everybody and their, their brother um, learned that you put short and sale together and it meant something. And, uh, you know, as you can see, my hair is a little thinner and that's all because of short sales. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not the easiest things in the world. The banks were hard to deal with, but, you know, we got deals done uh, and, uh, you know, we survived through that time frame. Um, the market changed again. Uh, became more of a seller's market, and uh, we, we created a system uh, we called uh, agreeable contract terms, and we were able to do tons of deals. I mean, the first week I went out to uh, see if it would work was uh, I did 14 deals that one week. You know, what we learned from the, the crash there in 08 was that, uh, number one, don't count on appreciation. Uh, well, we were in a market that was appreciating roughly 40 to 50 percent a year. I mean, it was crazy. And, uh, uh, you know, it was good, but it was crazy. But we knew a correction was going to come, and we just didn't know the bottom was going to fall out, which it did. So well, that's when we got into the short sales, uh, big time. You know, at any given time, I had at least 150 short sales working every single month. I had three different law firms uh, negotiating the short sales for us. But the thing was, we never sold any of the short sales that we got approved ourselves. We had a team of agents out there who would bring us the buyers. And we told them we need cash buyers. They need to be able to close quickly once we get an approval. And that's what they did. So they brought all us the buyers to us, and we were able to close you know, every single one that uh, uh, was approved by the banks. Now, since then, the market has changed again from short sales to the motivated seller, uh, probably about 2011, going into 12, things changed again, and it went more from the motivated seller to the seller who wants all cash, they want retail price, or they want more than retail price. Does that sound like something maybe you've seen in, in your market? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you see that all the time right now, right? I mean, everything was super hot for a really long time. And now, you know, everybody's saying, oh, man, like the next recession is just about to hit. And I think you see it all over the place now. I'm saying, okay, you got to do recession-proof investing by making sure you're going to cash flow yeah. and make sure that you're buying under market wherever you can and like anticipate a dip coming from that and needing cash flows to say like, all right, let's get some B class properties. So that way, you know, we make sure that we're well positioned because A will go to B and when B's go on to sale, the C's will upgrade to B's and that's where we kind of want to be. And that's what I've been hearing a lot, John, is that, is that kind of in the ballpark of where you're, you guys are thinking too? Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be another correction coming. There's no doubt about it. It always does. And now is this going to be as bad as the last one? I don't think so, but you know, it's going to be a correction. And the only good thing about that, this coming correction is the, um, the, the mortgages that we're going to be able to take either subject to, or we're going to be able to take over payments on, on these properties, low interest uh, mortgages. So, you know, when we took over sub two uh, mortgages back in the day, 
you know, we were talking, you know, eight, nine, 10% interest on the loans because that's what it was back then. Today, you know, we're at like five and below. Uh, I can't wait to take over those loan payments. Those, those are, those you can cash flow all day long. So we're hoping to get some of those as quickly as possible into this, into our inventory as well. Now, uh, what we did was, though, when we found out that the sell, it would turn more into a uh, seller's market, uh, again, we adapted. And we created a system we call REACT, which is reverse engineered agreeable contract terms. Now, a lot of people get hung up on the word terms. Now, terms can be a lot of stuff in, in uh, real estate. Terms can be seller financing. Terms can be uh, subject to. Um, it could be uh, wraparound mortgages. It could be a lease option, all those things, uh, and, and many more. But today, there's only two really big uh, terms um, that we're using in our business today. And the number one is cash, cash buyers. The other one is uh, a buyer with a loan. Now, how can you work with a buyer with a loan and how can you work with a cash buyer? Well, the main number one thing you need to remember is we want to become uh, a principal in the deal. So when we go in and see a seller, uh, I don't care what he wants for the house. He can want the moon. I don't care. I'm going to give him whatever he wants so I can get what I want. What I want is an agreement to buy the property. Once I have an agreement to buy the property and uh, some other paperwork that we uh, have uh, created that's proprietary to our system, we're now a principal in the deal. So now we can go and look for that cash buyer. We can look for that buyer with a loan. And once we find them, and I don't call my, my uh, buyers, I don't call them buyers anymore. I call them funders because they're gonna fund my deal for me. You know, and a funder can be anybody who brings money to the table to do the deal. It could be a cash buyer, a buyer with a loan, a private lender, could be a hard money lender, uh, could be a tenant buyer. You know, all these people or sources fund our deals. So we talk about funders when we're uh, talking uh, in our business. We don't talk about buyers. And here's an example. The example I like to give everybody is, uh, we like to make money out of thin air. And you have to make money out of thin air if a seller wants cash, full retail price or more. So if I go in and it's a $100,000 house, seller wants $100,000, I agree to give him $100,000. Now I find my funder, and my funder's willing to pay $100,000. Well, how do I make money? called reverse engineering the deal. So we reverse engineer it. Now I go back to my seller and I say, hey, Mr. Seller, good news, bad news. Good news is we can close quick. We got cash. Bad news, I don't have it all. Is there any way you can take a little bit of a discount? Now, a national average on a discount on a property today is about 5%. So on a $100,000 house, that's 5,000 bucks. So we just made $5,000 out of thin air but I don't stop there. Now I go back to my funder. Mr. Funder, good news, bad news. Good news is 
we're close. Great news is you can come up a little bit and, and we can get this thing closed quick. If he comes up 5%, now we just created another 5,000. So now I've got $10,000 out of thin air that we created profit for us and we had absolutely nothing invested in the property and it's all profit. And that's what we do. We, we're doing a lot of those deals. I've got over 2,500 people around the country, members uh, of our group now, and they're feeding us deals that we partner on and uh, it's working like a charm. Now again, they have to get out there and do something. It's not just submit a property to me and, to me and it's gonna get done. No, it's your business as well. You have to get out there and do something as well as to, to try and locate the funder too. Now that was a $100,000 property. What if it's a million dollar property? And we get 5% from the seller, 5% from the funder. Now we're looking at $100,000 profit created out of thin air. And that is very reasonable uh, discount and coming up from the funder. Very, is very reasonable. So is that, that's, is that that's typical? Like, that's like an active business, right? I mean, that's more, you're using real estate that purpose, not as like an, an investor. You're using it as like, you're turning yourself into like, I'm brokering deals and then I make a, a spread on what I can negotiate between the two parties, right? So I was like in that well, sense- Well, you like, gotta remember, you gotta, right? you gotta work with the market. Yeah, but you'll never lose money, work right? Work if, if you're good at that piece, because then you're always just saying, whatever the market is, I'm just, I'm doing the information, I know the information better than either of these two parties do, being able to connect them up and then I make money off of it. So it doesn't really matter in your business whether the market goes up, down, sideways or whatever, right? Well, in, in, in that particular part of it, the, the, where the, the react part of the business today, yes, you're right. Now, along the way, you're gonna find some of those deals that are worth keeping, uh, keeping for yourself. You know, the, the, the numbers just make sense to stay in the deal. And, and that's what you're really looking for because you, know, you can flip all day and make a lot of money, but then you gotta go flip some more. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, you know, you keep killing that goose that lays the golden egg. So you want to try to hang on to as many of these as possible. But if the numbers don't make sense to hang on to them, don't, make, don't hang on to it. Just let it go, make your fee, and move on. You know, I did one deal, and, and uh, I want to point this one out to you. Uh, the guy had a $200,000 house, and he wanted $400,000 for the house. And I told him, I said, look, you and I both know this isn't worth four hundred. dollars You know, 10 years ago it was worth four hundred, dollars but not today. And he says, I want 400. He says, if you can't give me 400, I'm not selling. I want 400. And during our conversation, he said 400 24 times. So I kind of figured out his hot button was he wants $400,000, right? He said nothing about interest. He wants 400,000. So what I did was I said, okay. I said, how many agents are beating on your door to list this property? He said, none. I said, uh-huh. I said, how many investors are beating on your door to take the property? He says, none. I said, okay. I said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'll take an agreement to buy it for the 400000 and I'll submit it to my funding sources and see what happens. I said, I've seen them do stranger things. Who knows? Maybe something will happen, but I can't guarantee it. He said, okay. He gave me an agreement to buy it for 400000 I went to my list of people who uh, 
are interested in uh, funding deals. And I found one guy uh, who was interested in the property. Now he said, I can't pay 400. I said, well, could you pay market rent? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, market rent for the property is 1900 a month. Can you pay 1900? He said, yeah, I can do that. And I said, you got money down. He says, I've got $7,000 down. And I squeezed him as much as I could. I couldn't get another penny out of him. The only other thing he wanted to give me was his kid. No, I, I got enough kids. I don't need any more kids. So uh, uh, I went back to the seller and I said, look, hey, I got 400000 He said, great. I said, yeah, but it's not cash. He said, what do you mean? And, I, and, I, and it was a free and clear home. So I told him, I said, look, I'll give you $1,900 a month. Out of that 1,900, 400 is taxes and insurance. That left $1,500 left over that's principal. And that, print, that 1,500 comes off the $400,000 every single month until it's paid off. And, and that'll pay off in two years. That's better than a 30 year loan. And he's like, well, I don't know if I wanna wait that long. I said, look, don't forget, you're not gonna pay taxes and insurance. That's another $106,000. And oh yeah, your 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 pool care, your yard care, your your utilities, you know, and it, it all added up to almost six hundred thousand dollars in savings that he was going to get and equity. And I sold it to him. I had to, it was kind of like working with a bank, you know, when you're trying to get them to take the deal, the, the short sale. Uh, I was trying to work with him to to sell it to him that, you know, this is the only deal you're going to get. There is no other deal out there for four hundred thousand dollars for your property. And eventually he took it. So he's, he's getting 400,000 over 22 years. The, the funder, he got the property, which he was happy with, and he didn't have to use his credit. And he only had to put 7,000 down. And that 7,000 went to me. And I stepped out of the deal with a little stipulation in the agreement though, that if the uh, funder wants to ever, you know, the property that I get the first choice at it. And I get the benefit of all that pay down too. See? So um, it, it, it's, it's being creative. It's, you've got you've to be creative today you know, with deals like that, or you've got to you know, negotiate the back and forth and try and get the discount at least off of the one end, if not both, if you can, and, and create your, your profit uh, today. John, that's, would you that's say how we're doing it today? Yeah. And I think that's a great way to, you know, you generate some cash there and you find some assets along the way that are like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you sell, you resell your one through sevens and maybe you keep your nines and tens. Right. And you can't right. think about your eights. Right. Um, in terms of like where the risk comes though, and, and the types of work you're doing, it really, um, from my understanding anyways, a lot of it comes into um, like how much time, like if you monetized all your time and said, my time is worth $40 an hour. If I had to hire somebody to do this job, to go talk to the, do the sales. And if I had to spend this much money on my marketing to be able to run my numbers, to find out where do I want to be sending out advertising and, and marketing leads to get those qualified leads of people to get motivated sellers in the door that it seems like in, in your business that that's um, like where the, the, the business business part of it really comes into play, right? Cause that's where you're having to make large monetary investments and actually figure out systems to say, where do we get the leads come in and how are we actually converting those into sales? Is that right? Well, yes and no. Uh, you know, we're spending probably around $1,200 a month right now 
for virtual assistants and marketing online uh, for for our business. Now, you know, everybody teaches go out and get the properties. You know, get the properties under agreement first. And we don't do that. We teach, I want you to get your funders first. Because once you have the funding in your hand, then you can go shopping for the property. You know, find out where they want to live, what type of home they want, uh, what, what they want to spend, or uh, those types of things. And, and then target market the neighborhoods where they want to go. And I can look for the properties at that time. Now, um, you know, since 06, our number one source of finding sellers is for sale by owner. Uh, we, we, we don't do any of the other marketing we used to do. I mean, there was a time I spent 25000 a month on marketing. And today, I'm spending $1,200 a month. And I'm making as much, if not more. So, I mean, it, it, we changed how we do things. And we're not looking for that seller. You know, you're going to, you know, how, how's that working looking for motivated sellers today? I mean, it's, they're out there, but they're very few and far between. Now, in the course of our business, over the course of, say, a year, we might find two or three very motivated seller deals, and we're going to take those. Those are probably going to be gems that we keep. But what about all the other leads that come in from sellers who want full recovery or more? You know, most, most guys are throwing those leads away. We don't throw them away anymore. We work them all. You're working every deal and then you have your own private funding network that you've put together that you say, okay, well, here's the deals that we have available. Or is that, is that something that you have like a call list or like an email list that you shoot out to everybody? Or is that on your, on a website? Does it here, here's the deals. You guys check out the new 10 new deals that we posted this week. Let me know who's ever's interested or how do you manage that? Yes. Well, we have, we have systems in place for all that. You know, uh, we've, we've, uh, white labeled a program out there we call it react deal flow and with react deal flow it gives us everything it's contact management system it uh, does our marketing it, it has all the properties in there it creates all the all the marketing for the properties um, people uh, it has the squeeze pages you know the, the, from the sellers and the buyers coming in uh, so that we can gather their information all in one place uh, we can we can post out to another forty five thousand investors who are on the system, uh, any of our properties, or if we're uh, looking for a buyer, uh, you know, one of our people wants to buy somewhere else, maybe say down in Texas, and uh, we can post, uh, post it out there, and they can uh, respond back if you have a property that fits the criteria. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're, we've systemized all that. We're uh, constantly, constantly marketing for um, the, the buyer, the funder, mm -hmm. uh, because that's who I want first. You know, I, I remember back, uh, probably in about 06, 07, we were doing a ton of, um, fix and flips. Uh, I had three, three crews working, uh, all the time. And, uh, I had, a, I had access to tons of private money. Well, private money is great. Because once you have money in your hand, now you can go shopping for the house. 
and you can make those low ball offers and you can you can you know you, you actually get a little little cocky you know because you got the cash in your hand well the same thing today if i have my funder in my hand and i and he tells me he wants to live on the east side of town and i market to the east side of town for fisbos on the east side of town and he says yeah i like that property and i talk to that seller and say look i'd like to buy that property and not, I can get a little uh, creative with him because um, I already have my funder in my hand. Yeah. See? So it, it, that's what we're doing. We're, I stress to my people, I always want you to go for the funding first, then go for the property. What in the, the technology that you're using there that you said you white label, is that something you guys proprietary made or is that you're white labeling off of somebody else's, um, infrastructure. Well, it's a system that uh, was created back in, I think it was 06. And I was one of the first hundred people to get into it back then. And since wow. then there's been over a hundred thousand people get into it. And, uh, uh, there's such good partners of ours that, uh, we white labeled it and it's now, you know, our system that we're putting out there as well. Wow. That's great, John. In, in terms of people that are getting started in, in this type of um, investing, it would seem to be like, as you're saying, like the first piece is to get a hold of who are the, who the people are funders saying, like who's looking for, for deals, right? Um, and then the next right. piece would be doing the marketing or the other research to be able to find out what's available in the market. So it's kind of like you're, I mean, in a lot of ways, that would be what you would think what like an average real estate agent should be doing, Right. Somebody wants to buy a house and, and where does that house get located? So how is what that's, you're doing different than different than it? Okay. Well, here's, here's what makes us different. Number one, uh, we're getting an agreement to buy the property. We're not getting a listing. Oh, gotcha. You're we're saying getting, I'm not getting a commission off of that piece of it. I'm making a spread negotiating both sides of the deal and then getting it out different, getting paid out on that end of it instead of just saying well, I get a percentage. And here and the fund. That's correct. And the, and the funder possibly will be us, mm. you know, depending on the terms. I mean, if, if, if the price is right or the terms are right, uh, the numbers make sense. We may be the funder that they're going to be closing with. And that, and that may be with terms that may be with cash. I don't know. It depends on the property and, and the final negotiated numbers. But uh, since we're a, a, a principal in the deal, now we can go out and market the property. Oh, actually, we're marketing our agreement, not our not the property, uh, for sale. Excellent. Well, that's that's awesome, John. Um, I I it I think like one of the things that I've learned from having this interview with you today is to to look at a lot of people are thinking like find the real estate first and go out and start hunting for deals first, and I really like the way that you've approached this and saying no 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 actually stop trying to think that you're going to go find the, the perfect deal because the first thing you need to go do is actually find out who has the money to be your funder that's saying what deal are they willing to get into because it doesn't matter how good of a deal it is that you find if you like it if you don't got the funder on board you got nothing into it anyway and I, I think that's just a really smart approach of and that's it's a cool. kind of a little bit counterintuitive than what you hear a lot which is like oh you want to go invest in real estate go look at real estate and say oh you want to invest in real estate go talk to as many people as you can that have money that want to put it in real estate and see where they want to put it i i call it the uh, warren buffett approach you know 
with Warren, and he's done pretty good over time. Uh, you know, if everybody's going to the right, he goes left. So he goes the opposite direction of the crowd. And that's what we're doing. Everybody's out looking for that 65 cents on the dollar property. And, you know, out of 100 leads, they may find two or three. Okay, so they're working two or three and maybe closing one. On the other hand, on our side, we're working 100 leads. Because I tell my guys, if a lead comes in, do everything in your power to get me in agreement to buy that property. That's fantastic. Uh, John, I, um, I very much look forward to um, signing up for one of your classes and, and looking to, to learn more from exactly how you guys are, are doing that from the, the legal side of how you're locking everything up and, and the business flow of it. It seems very, very interesting. Uh, for anybody else that's interested um, in that as well, what would be the best way for them to, to get a hold of you or to get access to, to the information that you'd like to share with everybody? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, what I'd like to do is give them a copy of one of my books if they're uh, interested in that. Uh, we've, we've done uh, three uh, number one best-selling books uh, on Amazon, and uh, they can get a copy of uh, one of the books at uh, getourbookfree.com, getourbookfree.com, and uh, that would give them a copy of the book. Then that'll get the, that'll get us in touch with them. So if they're interested in uh, learning more, we can show them uh, the React system, um, or they can go to uh, buyreactnow.com, and that's B-U-Y React R-E-A-C-T now.com, and uh, uh, check check the site out for uh, the system there. Another great thing about our our training, uh, Scott, is the uh, it's not a program that you're going to buy and then you got to buy another one. You're going to buy another one. It's lifetime. Nobody is doing this. We, we've created a lifetime membership when you come in with us. And um, it's, you get a training website with all the videos and audios and the manuals and everything and all the resources. And we're constantly, constantly updating all the information. And it's all on that member website uh, that they get. And there's no monthly fee for that. So a lot of guys are charging monthly fees for their website. I don't do that. We, uh, I do a once a month phone call. What would John do phone call? That's an hour long phone call live with me. And all the members can get on the line and uh, we go over what's happening, what's changed, you know, uh, if they got a deal that we need to discuss, that kind of stuff. They have questions about doing certain things in the system. We show them or explain it to them. Uh, so they get access to that as well. We also do twice a year a four-day uh, workshop that is content-filled. It's not sales. You know, a lot of these events are, you know, big sellathons. We don't do that. Um, it's all content. And we bring our whole team in. I bring in my acquisitionists, my, uh, uh, my uh, bro real estate broker, the, the mortgage broker, the credit guy, the attorney, the title company. I bring them all in and it's four full days of working with our team. And uh, that's the public that's open to members in, in the react family. So uh, they have to come into the system first because we got to, again, as you said, we're, uh, we're kind of doing things a little differently than, than most guys. So uh, there's a lot of different terminology we use too. 
uh, you know, like the funder instead of the buyer, you know, that kind of stuff. So we got to be on the same page. That's why we don't open it up to the masses. Uh, we want it uh, just to our members. Well, man, that's, that's great, John. I, that's some, that's some high value stuff that you got going on there. Um, I, I really hope everybody takes advantage of, of being able to learn just a different approach. Um, that, and by the way, like that, the conference that you're doing for a four day conference out there, um, and having the number of people that are on the team to be able to speak at is so crucial because you actually will get, um, all of the different takes of what that deal looks like from every angle of it, which most yep. investors have to piece together themselves and that are, that are piecing together. Cause that's the phone calls I get, right? I get those phone calls all the time and, are, and then I have to serve all of those functions for people as yep. part of what we do at, at Royal Legal Solutions. And um, to bring that together with in-depth and in four days on stage, hyper, hyper valuable for everybody. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'll tell you, I, We've had nothing but praise about the four day. They, everybody that's ever attended has said it's the best they've ever come to. And again, we keep the cost of it way down too. Uh, it's, it's like hardly anything. Uh, in fact, it'll cost you more to travel than it will for the event. Uh, you know, even if you're coming from somewhere, we hold it here in Florida. So even if you're coming from Florida, it's probably gonna cost you more to drive than it is for the event. I mean, it's it just, we. We're not in it to uh, keep selling and selling and make more uh, uh, pro product for people to buy. We're we're in it to, to give back, basically. You know, and that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, we're, as long as we cover costs for the event, we're we're happy. And uh, we've got one coming up here in October, uh, the 11th through the 14th. And uh, I just saw an email come across uh, my, my wife. She said. Uh, I think we have three more seats available because we don't we don't want huge numbers coming to the events. We try to keep it small, so so that uh, um, we can spend the time with everybody. You know, that's great, Jen. I'm gonna try to weasel one of these seats out of you here after we get off the air. So everybody, go in and uh, <laughs> join uh, John on on his uh, through his website. Learn about the React system um, and check that stuff out. Um, John, thanks. Thanks again for coming on the show. And of course, you know, I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith for the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. Uh, we're here at Royal Legal Solutions, the home for one-stop shop for everything real estate investor related. Thank you guys for joining and uh, we'll see you again soon. That's all for this Bad Beats episode. I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith with the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. Did you see yourself in any part of that story? I know I did. If you enjoyed the show, leave a review to help clue in the sleeping masses of what they need to know and what we all need reminders of. Do your good deed for the day. Thanks, and I'll see you again soon.